Welcome to episode 62 of Music Nerds Unite. This is Scott Floman again with my brother Keith Floman and our buddy Larry Waldman. In this one-off episode, we're going to do a draft of what we consider to be the best songs of 2022 so far, regardless of genre. Now, actually, that's not true. We're going to try to mostly stick to rock songs, uh, but we're allowing one non-rock song per person. Like we've done in the past, we're going to do round one in a specific order based on picking numbers from a hat. Then we're going to reverse that order in round two and so on for six rounds and maybe some honorable mentions as well. Before we start, we mentioned back in our Best Songs of 2021 podcast, episode 48, that we were really looking forward to 2022, given some of the albums that we knew were coming up. And I think we're all in agreement that 2022 has been an outstanding year for music so far, the best year in some time. In round one, Larry has the first pick, followed by me and then Keith. And again, we'll reverse the order in round two. And as far as that intro song, it was a band called Hi This. The song was Talk for Hours. I picked it. I don't even remember where I heard it. It was one of the magazines I check out or, or websites, I guess you'd call it, maybe Pace or Stereo Gum. This is one of their songs of the week, and uh, I'd call it Anthemic Pop Punk. They don't even have a Wikipedia page, so I was pretty sure these guys weren't going to pick it. And it's good too, man. So uh, anyway, you guys have anything to add before we uh, head to the picks? No, it's um, a song I had not heard before, but I'm glad you picked it because I, I do want to listen to these guys. I would even say it's it's almost like a little bit of like melodic hardcore a little bit, which might be a little bit of a preview for some of the stuff that we're playing later. Yeah, we'll see. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. I don't know if I don't know if melodic hardcore is allowed to exist though. Is that I does, know. It, does <laughs> the like universe me. explode it when you it sounds like con- a little bit contradictory, right? Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of you know, more mellow hardcore, if that's really a thing. I don't know if it, it, it maybe It sort of loses the hardcore part once yeah. you go melodic, you can, right? You can yeah, then, it, then it's just punk. Yeah. Then it's just uh, pop. It's just pop. It's just pop. I, I'll, I'll echo Scott's comments around 2022 just being just insane with the number of artists um, coming out with albums in the same, in the same year that's really completely unprecedented in this era we probably haven't had this much content from top level bands in the same year probably since like the 70s yeah this is this is an absurd year i mean we we were talking about it in our in that you know podcast 48 we talked about it new year's eve when we were together um just anticipating and i i think what's going to be really interesting is the bands that don't even make some of our list like there's some really big bands that had some you know big albums or artists that had big albums coming out and yet we may not even pick some of them it, it really has been an epic year so far so yeah. it's hard to narrow it down and i think we'll probably tend to gravitate uh, to the less well-known instead of the obvious but we'll, we'll have to i think we'll, we'll, when we do the uh when we do end of year albums of 2022 we can get to yeah you know we can hit more of the elite of the elite because right to put out a great album is a lot harder than to put out a great song. That is, that is true. All right. So speaking of, of great albums and great songs, do you guys want to guess what my first pick is? Nope. No, no, no guessing it. because no. Uh, if we're fuck wrong, you. fuck you, bitch. All right. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. How do we know? How do we know you're not, you're not going to switch your pick after we guess? Yeah. 
that's true. I could do that. That would be that would be some serious gamesmanship on my part. But now you're just gonna have to wait another couple seconds till I press play. Albums of the Year, Black Country, New Roads, Anthem up there, will almost definitely be my number one. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. When we do the Millennium, it might be it might be number one. It's an all time album. Yeah. So so that was that was the place where he inserted the blade by by S. Scott. That's Scott. the place I, where Larry. That's the place where Larry inserted the blade. And did, Scott and I. I did. As soon as I hit play, I on the Zoom, I got double fingers, uh, middle. I was hoping, I was hoping you would. I was hoping you guys would leave that for me because it's just you know, sort of my. I wasn't sure which one you would pick. Right there's right there was that which is probably the most emotional song on the album. There's Concord, there's Snow Globes, and then there's the Epic Closer, which which actually would have been my pick if. Larry hadn't picked this band, which was his basketball shoes. And I, I would say that final three songs, right? What do they range from like seven to 13 minutes to me? That's maybe the greatest three song sequence to close an album since Automatic for the People. It's pretty sick. Or no, it's, it's well, I, it's way better than that. Well, I mean, since then uh, and maybe beyond that, right? No, but that's what I mean. It's better than that. So you got to go back further before you get to something that rivals it. In my, in my, I mean, this is an album. Maybe it's uh, number of the beast. What was it? the number of the beast? Is uh... no, because you had gangland. Oh, gangland. Okay, gangland. This is an album of the three. So speaking out about so Scott since it came out, right? Right, exactly. And yeah. so Larry had the blade. Scott had basketball. I had Concord. I had the last one, of course. And if I and if I had to. <laughs> And if I had to pick a clip, it would be Snow Globe. It would probably be the end of Snow Globe. So that just tells that just tells you a little bit about how we collectively feel about. It. Yeah, I remember Scott and I were talking about their first album, um, which came out only a year. Which again, unusual that. Right. Yeah, 
Which and, was very good. And by the way, they broke up already. <laughs> they broke well, and, and that's yeah. what I was gonna say. So we were yes talking about no. the first album when it came out. When this album came out, I remember pinging both of these guys saying, Hey, New Black Country, New Road came out. I'm gonna start listening to it. And, and I think they were both like, Okay, let us know what you think. And then I found out literally they broke up like right as it came out because the lead singer can't he's just he's as you can tell by some of the emotion going on in the song, he's a yeah, maybe I'm hoping that just the right you get a lot of fans that that break up and then well they didn't break up the pole they're they're still together they're still together yeah but come on it's not i mean he's such an impactful part of the band and to me he was so much better on the second album than the first album the second album the second album album is is significantly better miles better yeah so the reason why i took (laughs) the place where he inserted the blade was i i remember driving around listening to this and I had texted Scott and Keith saying, Hey, new black country, uh, new road is out. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, listen to all, you know, what you guys think. And as I'm driving around, I got to this song and then the sort of like sweet at the end, the last three songs and pulled over and I texted them and said, okay, you guys have to start listening right now. Cause it's that fucking good. It's that. Well, I think, I think, I think Concord is like what like alerts you to what is, like there's a possibility here, and then you get to there. yeah, and then right, and then you get to the blading, like it's the confirmatory <laughs> part yeah. of the album, and then it continues, and it's just crazy. They're yeah. definitely so. I will, I will throw out my plug for Brave Little Abacus just because I think you know that there's it reminds me a little bit of just from an emotional standpoint, and again, right. They, they had two albums sort of back to back. The first album hinted at the greatness. Second album realized it. And hopefully Black Country just has more um, ahead of it. And hopefully they don't get a shitty, you know, vocalist who's going to ruin the band. Big shoes to fill. So we'll see what happens. The other thing which I find really interesting is that they, they also, and I didn't realize this but until recently, but they also play with another fave band of mine from the same, like, same last couple of years, which is Black Midi. When they play, when they tour together or play together, they call themselves Black Midi New Road. So it'd be interesting to see how that that transpires because they Black Midi is is definitely not as symphonic, and it, it'd be very I'd be intrigued weird. to see what the two of them to do. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird, but scared. they apparently yeah, do. A little scared, a little scared about that collab. Yeah, Black Midi is a, a little more out there, right? And the singer's yeah. definitely not as good, but uh, a very talented and interesting band as well. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to uh, pick number two, which is my pick. Let me just submit it here. All right, well, i got to take one of my picks off my list now. I, I, I knew this one would be coming. <laughs> not, not, only, not only do we both have this, but we've had very similar clips as well. Makes sense. Since you guys share a brain. Yeah, seriously. Except for the hip hop. Little Andy, will you return again? I believe. 
uh, my number two album of the year thus far is probably Dragon New Mount, I Believe in You by Big Thief. It's an excellent double album from a band we've talked about previously since songs such as Not and Little Things were on prior podcasts. In fact, Little Things, which is also on this album, it's ineligible since I previously picked it in our Greatest Songs of 2021 podcast. But I would pick this one anyway. The song which I did pick is, uh, I think, the album's consensus best song, uh, Simulation Swarm. So check out the album if you're into indie folk, Americana, or just great music in general. There's tons of excellent stuff to sink your teeth into there. This is one of my picks, so I, I totally support it. And I, I kind of figured that if I picked Black Country, I knew, I knew. let me put it this way, I knew it wasn't coming back to me on the way back up. Figured Scott would pick it as one of his two. I thought you might pick someone other than Black Country, but I knew this was on your radar. So that's why I grabbed it. I, you know, to me, I like it. It's a very good song. Not just set, set such a high bar for them that, you know, they, they'll, they'll let me down. Um, after that, in, in both sort of the song itself, but just in, in how they, what their um, aspirations are from a song. And they just, you know, did it. Not as just such a unique, you want, you want them to rock out like that again? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Wolf, like me. You know, like like just go oh, for it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Still a great album. I, mean, I get it. That that the anomaly for them was not right. That's the yeah, outlier. Exactly. Yeah, that, it doesn't sound like the rest of them. This is more. I think a little. You know, this is more. This is what they are. This right? is what they are. Yeah, exactly. And I do agree with you that not is still their best song. Oh yeah, for sure. We ready for song number three, Keith? Yep. Let me just get myself ready. I, this is my one song that I might be a little worried. Not worried, but... Well, you can't be worried where, now. Somebody, <laughs> where somebody else might pick it. Um, so I'll pick it first. It'll be a little surprising to hear it as sort of my first pick, but nonetheless. I, I think it's a great pick. I, I'm, I, am, I am a little surprised, but I'm not going to, you know, it's a great pick, so... Not metal or emo. Yeah, but great pick. Hey, it does bring the feels. Come on. I mean, it's not yeah, emo. It doesn't fall under emo, but I mean, it's, no, it's, got all, it's, got it's got definitely got the feels. It's a beautiful song. 
it's a beautiful song. It's Phoebe. Like she's a wonder. You know, she's a she's a current treasure in a, in a in a sense. And yeah, it's just it's a great song. Like it's just a great song. It, it, it hits you um, lyrically. It's got power. The song is called Sidelines, and her history. She felt like she was on the sidelines, and then she's in a relationship that brings her to sort of the the current, you know, to, to experiencing and she's not on the sidelines anymore. Correct me sort if I'm wrong, but this has a, a big tie-in with a TV show or movie. Are you aware of that? I'm not. That's where this came from. It's not my, I don't have that uh, connection to it, but I wouldn't be surprised, of course. Yeah. It was on my radar at one point. It was uh, maybe one of my honorable mentions. So definitely a uh, very good tune. And then, and in that classic Phoebe style, right? You know what you're getting, but it's good stuff. All right, I guess I'm on the clock again, huh? You are on the clock. Maybe another not in Keith's sweet spot song. But fuck you. <laughs> ignorance i hadn't heard it before but I, I like what i hear how about that same not heard that uh so i've known of sam fender for years through like you know some random youtube video that came up from him performing on like some show and you know it's easy to dismiss him a little bit because he's like a good look blonde tall you know young young guy um but there's definitely substance behind. Don't hate him because he's uh, beautiful. Don't hate him because exactly. Don't hate him because he's well, maybe a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but the music, the music, it, it's uh, it's good. You know, it's, Scott mentioned uh, or somebody mentioned sort of. You know, there's a emo, abacus e side to it, but there's also like a Bruce side to it, right? There's, I was just thinking that or Bruce via the killers. Yeah, thing. Bruce via the killers, the whole study that is that, you know, that, that storytelling w- with the British accent. But anyway, I think it's a great song. Um, and it's one of the 2022 highlights. So there it is.
I'm up again. Give me a sec. Good job, Scott. You you you're following I'm with this. it this time. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. No, I'm 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 glad that you know in, in a three person snake draft you're you're following along. That's that's solid. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I knew Larry, you were you were gonna pick this band. I'm I'm not sure if this is the song you were gonna pick. I was gonna pick a different song, but I definitely had this on my, my list. This is the correct one. <laughs> it's, it was it was close between you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I would have gone the other way. about bands that have consistently strong catalogs over the past decade or so beach house is definitely one band i think of and their most recent album is their most ambitious to date being a double album like the big thief album in fact uh, it was actually a compilation of four eps most of which were released last year but i hadn't heard any of it until the full album was released this year so i pick what's currently my favorite song on the album superstar Beach House have a certain formula to what they do. Dream Pop is an apt description, but they've been doing it really well for a long time now. And Superstar is one of their best songs ever. I, I mean, I, I had um, once, twice melody. The first, the first song on the uh, on the album is mine, but which is the name of the album as well. Which is the name of the album, um, and and I agree. I think the I've I've liked Beach House since they came out. I do think they are remarkably consistent. It's not like each album is, is significant change or innovation. They, they know what they do really well. They do really great dream pop. I, I would say Once, Twice Melody is like almost a throwback song to like stereo. Like, so, I don't know who exactly like it, it conjures up, but. Actually, to me, it sounds like psychedelic, right? It's, it goes, I would even say it goes back to like some of the 60s, like Love or, or like, um, what is it? Thir- 13th Street Elevators? Is that what it is? 13th Floor Elevators. 13th Floor Elevators. Yeah. Like there, there's something, some sort there's some sort of psychedelic vibe I get in that one too. So yeah, I, I think it's a phenomenal, uh, I, I think both these songs are, are great. I would have picked One Spice Melody because I, I just, there's something about it that I think is such a great, like he said, it's a great throwback. As soon as you started playing it, I couldn't stop smiling. It's beautiful. It's, it's got different sections to it. So there's some ambition there. Just great tune, and, and a decade into their career, they're still coming out with stuff this good. That's that's pretty impressive. 
And again, that's why I think one choice melody stands out a little bit more because it, to me, it's more on the outside of what they're usually doing. And, you know, it's, uh, they have a, like you said, they have a formula and they don't stray that much from it. And it's not like, it's not the most exciting, right? It's, it's great. It's not, no, it's exciting, not right? meant to be exciting. Yeah. Just like Big Thief, right? Well, Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe, to me, hits a little hard just because, like, you actually listen to it and there's an emotional content to it where Beach House doesn't have that for me because it, it's more about the the soundscape, you know? Yeah. They create more of a soundscape that you, you get immersed in. Fair point. All right. Who's up? I am. I got. I got. A, I got a double pick. I'm fairly confident that Scott's not going to pick this. So I don't know if I should save it, but there's a chance that Keith might. <laughs> you go, Kendrick. Yeah, you got to go, Kendrick. Right. This is the first single that came out. Yeah, and it's actually not on. It's not on the album. It's not on Mr. Allison Big Steppers. But this is the uh, the heart hard fought by by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, it's not on the album. I didn't realize that. No. Equal is your equal. Never say I told you. No, in a land where her people hurt more people. Fuck calling it culture. I want a hood. Look what I done for you. Celebrate new life when they come back around. The purpose is in the lessons we're learning now. Sacrifice personal gain over everything. Just to see the next generation better than ours. I wasn't perfect. The skin I was in, I truly suffered. Temptation and patience, everything that the body nurtures. I felt the good, I felt the bad, and I felt the worry. But all in all, my productivity has stayed urgent. Face your fears, always knew that I would make it here. Where the energy is magnified and persevered. Consciousness is synchronized and crystal clear. Euphoria is glorified and made his. Reflecting on my life and what I've done. Paid dues, made rules, change out of love. The same views made schools change curriculums. But didn't change me staring down the barrel of that gun. Should I feel resentful I didn't see my full potential? Should I feel regret about the good that I was into? Everything is everything, this ain't coincidental. I woke up that morning with more heart to give you. As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence. To my brother, to my kids, I'm in heaven. To my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven. To my father, to my wife, I am serious. This is heaven. To my friends, make sure you count them blessings. To my fans, make sure you make them investments. Until the killer is So I'm not sure if you guys know, but that that part of the heart, part five, is uh, his tribute to Nipsey Hussle, who was uh, assassinated in, in 2019. And, uh, and actually, his, uh, his killer just got um, sentenced uh, today. So this was the first track for uh, Kendrick's new album. Technically, I think it is on the album as like a digital bonus, but it's not It's not really on um, his album. The album proper. Steppers. Yeah, the album proper. It's, uh, it's not, if you play it, I don't think it, if you play it on Spotify or... Yeah, it's not, right. You have to find it elsewhere, right. And you could have gone, you could have gone a lot of different directions. You could have gone like five or six different songs on it. Yeah, this is one of these albums where I think the 
the hype and the expectations for Kendrick at this point are so overwhelming that there was, I think, a little bit of almost backlash where people, you know, people were cr- critical of some of his choices. I don't think he it had the same critical acclaim as Pimp or, or even as Damn, which was his last album. I still think it's phenomenal. And I know- I'm, like, sur- I'm surprised at that. Like, honestly, for me, this might be my favorite album by him. And maybe it's because it's such a, you know, it's more raw and emotional. Than, it is definitely than, raw. Right? So yeah. it like, it hits hard. It was, and I don't know if that, if that's part of the, the backlash is that it, A, one, it, like, obviously he's not politically correct. And, you know, he's going to have people against him just for his stuff that he's, some of the stuff that he says. And that's some of the negative negativity around it. Um, but just the way that the album hits, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's not, you know, your typical, um, you know, this is a hard hitting, this is an album that you absorb and it hits you and it's got an emotional connection to it. Like very, very much so. And it's, it's kind of a difficult album. Yeah. It makes, it makes you uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable, which is what great art should do. Right. It, it right. makes you uncomfortable. It's hard to listen to the whole thing straight through you need like i almost feel like when i i you almost need like breaks sometimes right that's why i think it's so ground like it's better than that's why i think it's under appreciated like you know in mass because you've got i think i would guess that you have people who think it's up here and you have people who think it's down here yeah and that's why it averages out to something in the middle whereas you know the people who think it's up here are going to swear that it's you know yeah, maybe this is one of those albums 10, 15, 20 years I, from now, it'll get its due. I do think well, and, and you know, the thing the thing is though, is that it's not like it, it's not like it's not critically acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, is, you know what I mean. It is yeah. critically acclaimed. But it's not I, the I same. was gonna say not, not the same, same level as his last yeah. two albums or his last four albums, right? You know, pretty much his entire career. Not the same level. So <laughs> exactly. you know, it's kind of everything, funny. But that's the point, like everything he puts out is like you know, exactly, one upping the last time he put something out, or almost right, like or, um, right, and and I think like again, his bar is is set so high now that, but I I think even, even like a what's considered like um not his best album is still better than ninety eight. But for me, but for me, and what I look for an album, it's sort of it is one upping, you know, what he's done in the past. So like this might be my my favorite Kendrick album. It's a focus on this song. Uh, I like the funk aspect of it, right? Very, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's the thing which you know he started. In, he started at his his all of his career like this, but I think it really hit its peak with "To Pimp a Butterfly," the funk and the jazz that he brings into it. And and this is definitely a very funky, uh, funky song. So look, this it's funny. Um, you know, as you guys know, I, I I share music with my my leadership team every week, and and this was one of the tracks that I shared, and. You know, for those who aren't into hip hop, they they were like, you know what, this is actually kind of a good intro into Kendrick because it's uh, it's lyrically dense, but also it's got it's funk. It's not quite as hard hitting. I I probably couldn't have shared most of the other tracks with them. They probably would not have had the same reaction. Hey, Beth, get, Beth could have had you could have introduced them to Beth too. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have been quite a slightly different vibe. Yeah. All right. You're All right. Again. All right. So you, uh, to. Change the vibe a little bit. Now I'm a little worried because I think you might take my next pick. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see. Hey, let's see here. Mm-hmm. 
Now I'm a little worried, Scott, because now one of the things that I thought I'd have to, that I would save, now I'm worried you're going to take it next. But so that was thin thing by the smile, which, you know, is essentially the thin thing by Radiohead. Yeah, except it's a different drummer, right? So it's Johnny and Solomon and a different drummer, the jazz drummer from uh, Sons of Kinnett, right? Yeah, which, who also unfortunately just broke up. So. So I guess, you know, once you get a taste of, uh, of uh, Tom and Johnny, maybe you move on to other stuff. I don't know. This is another album where I could have picked like four or five different songs. I think it's a phenomenal album. Yeah, I know it's cheating a little bit because it is um, Tom York and, and uh, Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead with, again, a phenomenal jazz drummer. Um, Why is it cheating? Well, what's the cheating part? Because I feel like, I feel like it's... Um, like it's kind of like just picking your radio. Too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah, and we always yeah. pick Radiohead. Yeah, I think you picked a song that's maybe not quite as Radioheadish as some of the other songs on the album. Radioheadish. I don't know. Like free in the knowledge and uh, what was the last song called? Uh, uh, skirting. Yeah, skirting. those to me are the best songs on the album, but they're very they're almost like so radioheadish that i wouldn't want to pick them because yeah i mean i also considered panavision but i think panavision is also super radioheadish um so yeah why like is that i don't know it's not that i don't know i know it's just like a personal thing like it should have been a radiohead song like so i hold it again but it's these are songs that radiohead wouldn't put out like embrace it like yeah. It's not yeah. like you're going to get a radio a radio no, album that's a good point. next that's a good point. next week. That's going to right. sound like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. This is your chance to get radio like something yeah. Radiohead esque uh, or whatever we uh, want to call it. That intense guitar you hear on that song, you don't hear on many radio. Yeah, songs Johnny's like, oh more. my god, thank yeah, you, not thank more. you. Oh my god. That's why I picked it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, a good pick. And uh, the smoke was another one I, I would have picked. Maybe be, again because it's it's different than Radiohead with its its more funky vibe. Yeah, you know they're really good too. Really good album, right? It's a, I would call it like a mid level Radiohead album, meaning it's great but not all time great. You know, right. that's how that's the bar that's been set. But it's it's really good. All right, what do you got, Fleming? I know this is on your radar. I don't know how high on your radar, but. Damn it. Seriously? Yeah. I, I thought you were gonna pick it with the last one, to be honest with you. And well, and, and speaking of speaking of Radiohead, <laughs> I get I very much get a vibe of Radiohead for this. I, I don't know if you do as well, Scott. Uh, not really, but some other influences I'll mention. Okay. I I I can't I I did pick a slightly different part of it though, so it's very very interesting.
that riff is the part that I feel it sound it sounds a little radioheadish to me. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, I agree. Yeah. So this song is like Boys in School from Spelling last year, and that I wasn't familiar with the artist beforehand, but I kept seeing it being recommended, and it blew me away on the very first listen and every time thereafter as well. Uh, the song, by the way, is Midnight Sun by Nilifer Yanya, and it's a powerfully seductive mix of rock, R&B, trip-hop, and shoegaze. And the band I really think of is My Bloody Valentine, and maybe even like Portisette. I definitely. Uh, got- yeah, I, I, I just, I just sent in the chat what I. Yeah, <laughs> Pete says Smashing Pumpkins as well. It's mayonnaise. Yeah, they ripped. Yeah, they ripped. Rip I hear, I hear uh, love this more than the pumpkins. This was on my list, um, and I was kind of. The way I feel. I didn't think anyone else was going to pick it, but it's funny, Scott. I. Part of my like going through and trying to remember all the songs, so I went on Spotify and looked at all of my liked songs. And this one I remembered, this one was definitely on my list, but I didn't even realize it. I had another song by her from her previous album on my like list called Tears from Miss Universe, which is also really good. I just had forgotten that I picked it like last year or two, or whatever it was. I guess I picked it, it says I picked it in September 6th of 2020 is when I added it to my playlist. So I guess I was aware of her, but I then forgot like until the song came out. I like that when I realized that there was a band I discovered, like that I discovered years ago, and then yeah, like there's a new song that comes out. Like that's awesome. Wait a minute, I know that 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 was what Sam Fender was to me. Like I made the connection between. All right. Yeah. Great pick. Good pick. Good pick. I, I love the vibe. I love the vibe. It may sound like a, a dig to say they're ripping off the pumpkins but it's absolutely not exactly like that mix between siamese dream and uh loveless yeah i'll i'm in yeah sign me up right all okay? right i guess I'm, I'm up now i'm gonna go with a with a key pick now I, I i have to put my stamp on this <laughs> radio the album is actually it's a good album there are other songs on it that hit you sim- that, like they hit me a little bit similar to uh black country and that is rooting building um and hopefully that clip gave a little bit of an introduction to more like high-pitched emo vocals though <laughs> well she's a girl scott they, they sing in a higher pitch <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I, there's an emotional, to me, that's a, that's a great song. It's just a great song. It's called um, Back to the Radio, by the way. I think it leads off the album. And again, there are other, it's a, like, listen to the album, get a sense of how they are. I, I think they have upside going forward, but to me, that's a great song. Definitely Indie Vibe, right up Keith's alley. Yeah, right up my alley. That's, that's, that's a Keith, that's a Keith album. That is, that is definitely, if I heard it, I'm like, that's, I gotta go with that. All right, I'm up, I'm up next. I'm gonna go, um, all right. There's a big, there's a big variance in the time we spend on certain songs versus others. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. All right, this is song number four, right? This is song number four. I'm a, I'm a little concerned that this is not the Keith Floman that I know. I mean, there's definitely the the, the feels vibe going on. There will be I, some headbanging coming up. I yeah, I, I need I need a little of that just to make sure that I, I'm not losing it. The metal guy. You, if because otherwise I'm gonna have to throw my my one of my metal picks out there just to get us back on track a little bit. Symphonic death metal with a little bit of hardcore. Uh, I was going to say words that do go with hardcore include metal and not extreme metal, not melodic. So that's that's yeah. my own my own bias. Well, there is some melody there at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's more of like the symphonic death metal, right? Just for our our listeners. The end of the song was what I actually intended to play. It didn't come out the way we wanted it to in terms of uh, how it sounded. So we went with the beginning, but cool tune. Hopefully get a sense of sort of um, it's it's an EP. It's a collaboration between three bands that I've never heard of, but it works together. The bands are Home Is Where, Record Center and Pierce Jordan. And the song is called Creation-ish. One word, creation-ish. It's a two-song EP. The first song is like a minute and a half. It's also a good listen. So just check, maybe just check it out. 
I gotta say, a little like converged. I think the vocals would need to grow on me a little bit, a little harsh. A little harsh, but not like I had some other stuff on that that maybe a little harsher. So. <laughs> it's all relative. So I'm up again. You're up again. is best known as the lead guitarist and co-lead singer in the acclaimed indie rock band Grizzly Bear and his first full-length studio album You Belong There is another one that should appear on many best of lists come end of year time. Shadow in the Frame was the album's first single and I immediately latched onto it. It's just so creative and mysterious sounding and to me it recalls earlier personal favorites like Love's Forever Changes, The Zombies, and the late great Nick Drake. I'm so glad that you said that's who it was because as I'm listening, I hadn't heard that song before. I definitely seen it on, you know, best of the year so far list. I just hadn't gotten to it. And I'm just, as I was listening, I'm kind of like, who, who is that? It sounds so familiar. And I, I I was a big Grizzly Bear fan back in, back in the the day, I guess Grizzly Bear was what, like late decade, decade ago, right? Yeah. It's like a decade ago. Like I'd say like 2007, eight, maybe. They went up until probably like a few years ago. I mean, it depends which album you're talking about. Vectomist, right? That was their yeah. When was Vectomist? When did Vectomist? I would guess like I'm guessing like 2011, maybe. Yeah. What? Whenever like yeah, remember, decade, Vectomist yeah. shields that that uh, yeah, that era yeah. like that. But yeah, that's that's really. I'm gonna have to listen to that album now because that's uh, that was really good. I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's great. Good drumming too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's got a it's got a vibe to it. It's got a vibe. All right, I'm up next. I'm I'm definitely taking you in a slightly different direction. I think it, continuing kind of a theme of of 2021. This is a genre of music that that I feel like for a few decades had not really been in vogue, and it's definitely hitting a new renaissance. So I'll I'll play I'll play the song for you, and then uh, we'll um we'll, we'll go from there. Do what? Is this a doo-wop song? It is a doo-wop. How did you know? You know I'm a big doo-wop fan. It is not a doo-wop song. I actually am a big doo-wop fan. Uh, Vectivist was 2009, by the way. 
FYI. All right. Well, this is from this is from I knew you would pick these guys, and uh, I didn't even listen to them because I'm like, you know what, Larry's on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, the name of that song is "Jump or Get Jumped" by The Future by Soul Glow uh, from their album Diaspora Problems. As, as I was saying beforehand, I, I feel like hardcore is making a, a bit of a comeback. Like Turnstile last year, phenomenal album. Yep. Like one of my picks for album of the year last year. This is a, an amazing album. I, I don't know. If we'll, get to it or not, but there's another couple of good hardcore albums that have come out. I, I, just, I just think hardcore is experiencing a bit of a renaissance. This one is a little, maybe a little different. I mean, hardcore's always had a little bit of like a, a slight political edge, at least like an, an, an anarchistic political edge to it. And these guys, Soul Glow, are definitely politically aware. You know, there, there's more lyrics in the first like 35 seconds of that song than there are in some albums, which is, is unbelievable. But it's it's definitely worth a listen if you can decipher what it is that they're actually saying. Which it's like Fugazi meets suicidal tendencies. Like yeah. um, a little bad uh, brains. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely yeah. bad brains vibe for sure. Um, definitely suicidal tendencies for guys. I mean, it's 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 all it's all good. I actually thought one of you guys was going to put Soul Glow in there at some point, but I'm glad that it lasted to me. So, so my I, I'm I'm trying to decide whether I want to go. Your final pick. I know it's my final pick. All right. I, I was going to go with another hardcore band, but... And I'm, we have no honorable mentions. There will be no honorable like, no mentions. All right. You can't mention any song. Shut up. I'm putting the pressure on him. He's got- I only have like 50. I, 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 figured, <laughs> I figured you had to do 50. <laughs>
All right, judging from uh, Keith's reaction to that, I'm guessing he hadn't heard that before. So that song is called God is Silent by Swedish prog rock slash doom metal band Avatarium, which kind of grew out of Candlemass, another Swedish black metal. Candlemass, oh my God, I'm fucking in. Doom metal. I mean, doom metal from the eight, like the 80s. Yeah, this band was founded by um, by Leif Edling in uh, in like the two thousands. I I picked it because Keith, Keith and I are big you know black metal doom metal fans. I've never heard anything with vocals like that. So that's from singer Jeannie Ann Smith. I, I don't know anything about her other than the fact that I've never heard anything like that. So I, I had to throw it in there. I like the riffs and the overall guitar too. Yeah, candle mask. Candle. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking in on a candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had him. You had him a candle. Yeah, you had him a candle. <laughs> yeah, I knew you guys. I knew you guys would be it after that. So no, but people should listen to old old candle mass because the the vocalist for candle mass is literally one of the great heavy metal vocalists of all time. The range that he has is just insane. So all right, so check out candle mass. Returning to 2022, I think I'm up next. You are. Nice. This clip is going to be a little bit longer. We'll explain why after. (laughs) I I just, I can't believe you were actually able to figure out a clip. How about that? That was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with the Dripping Tat. And first of all, how can you not love a band named King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? <laughs> I didn't even think of picking that because I knew you would, Scott. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I had the same thing. I, I thought there's no way that they don't get past Scott. All right, Scott, I've got to... How, wait, how long is that song? The song is 18 minutes long. <laughs> there you go. I've got a King Wizard... Uh, a King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard trivia question for you. Uh-oh. In the last Tongue five twister, years, That's a tongue twister in itself, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly, which I messed it up, right? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard trivia question. In the last five years, how many albums have they released? 
2024. Probably <laughs> around uh, like 12. Oh, so, yes, it's 12. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly 12, which which is the best part is like Scott will ping me and be like, hey, can you get to listen to this new album at? And, you know, we'll listen to it and be like, and then like, you know, a couple months later or a year later, we'll ping, hey, the new album. But meanwhile, in between, they come up with like four other albums. And they're so stylistically varied. One album may sound completely unlike another album. Yeah. Which, which is really impressive. Uh, not everything works. Obviously, maybe quality control is a little bit of an issue at times, but but they're, <laughs> they're, not, worried about, they're not worried about that. They're, they're not, worried, definitely about not that. worried about that. And, and they're definitely one of the more interesting bands around today. And and honestly, that that's an eighteen minute song, but it, it doesn't seem too long. It's just it's just so ass kicking, and there's just so many different sections to it, and it all just works. They clearly love making music. And they have a dedicated uh, cult fan base that's totally into it. We talk about how, you know, rock isn't big anymore and it's not on the radio, blah, blah, blah. But there are still bands like this, right, that that probably earn a pretty good living doing what they love. They do what they want when they want. And they, they released uh, a, a steady stream of, of high-quality music. So there is still good rock music being made out there, even if it's not on the radio. It takes balls to hear your 12th album in five years to release a double album have the opening track be 18 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, yeah. Odds are you're not going to get much radio play. No. <laughs> no. But that's why their fans love them. Yeah. All right. Bring us What's home. Next? So is it me for two and we're done or is it me for two and it's Scott? Like, no, I'm done. Oh, you're done. All right. All right. I'm going to go. I think this will be immediate for you guys. So, correction, we uh, all have one song apiece after this. So, Keith, uh, tell us about that one. So, that's uh, Dead, D-E-H-D. Love the name. 
And I love the vibe. I love, I fucking love that vibe. It's like a, the first thing I hear when I hear that, I don't know if you guys, I'll let you guys, what is the first, is there a, a band association that you hear? Not a band association, but I hear like surf guitars and it has a very summery vibe to me. I do, but I can't place it. It's, um, I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear it. When you hear it, you're going to know. Yeah. Woo life. Yes. Woo, 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 woo. Right? It's woo life. It's, there's a woo life to it. There's a modest mouse to it. It's a great vibe. I, I hear you, Scott. There's a summer vibe to it. Um, to me, the song just hits. Uh, it's it's the same and it makes you smile. Yeah, it's got a catchy little groove there. I like it. All right. That's, got that's all I got. Yeah, another one. And I got another one. All right. Let's see what I got. <laughs> I'm going into my reserves. It's, it's harder to talk about some of these songs where you don't have this like, long history. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I got no... I, call yourself dead I'm likely gonna like you anyway but right Vibe going on there. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. There's a subset of our audience is listening and saying, "Oh my God, they put into song. They put my life into song." But anyway, that it's is a cool vibe. It's got there's, a cool vibe. There's a, there's a there's a vibe there. There's a vibe. Um, and yeah, it it, it hits. You know, sometimes all hits. you need is a vibe, right? Yeah, it's it hits cool. Like it hits cool. Like oh, that's, it, a, that's a song where it's hard not to feel, you know, feel something about it. Whether you're on your knees or you're standing up. Australia making a big uh, push at the end here between Rufus Del Sol and uh, King Gizzard. And the Lizard Gizzard. Yeah. It's funny you just said that. Uh-oh. <laughs> One more from Australia. Australia closing out strong. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie. <laughs> 
another one of my favorite albums of the year thus far is Angel in Real Time by Gang of Youth. The band definitely brings other bands to mind for me, like The National, The Smiths, The War on Drugs, U2, and on the more obscure front, The Blue Nile. With this ambitious album, the band's third to date is also pretty singular in its own way. It's really good stuff, especially once you get to know the backstory to the lyrics, which are about the singer's deceased father and how he discovered after his dad died that his dad had a second family he hadn't known about. It's also about his love for his wife in football, otherwise known as soccer to us Americans. And the music his is, wife, his wife or his other wife, which which wife? No, no, yeah. his dad had another wife, not him. Uh, <laughs> I'm shaking my head here because I like I'm ashamed that I didn't pick this song. Just based, right on the, alley, right? based on the alley. clip that I just heard, like that. I don't yeah, know how right. that happened. It's <laughs> epic, right? I'm already in. I'm already in. Yeah. To me, it's the, the most immediate and obvious song on the album. Uh, I don't know if I said what it is. It's uh, The Angel of 8th Avenue. And uh, so it's uh, a highlight of the album, but a really strong album from start to finish. Definitely worth checking out. I, I kind of wish that I had heard this. I'm going to have to definitely listen to Angel in real time because I not not something I was super familiar with. I I feel like I've heard Gang of Use before, but I don't I don't remember hearing that song. So I think I, I texted you guys about these guys. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. I guess they ignored me. I, yeah, probably. We sometimes do. All right. I, I'm I'm actually I'm like torn between a couple of different songs and what kind of vibe to close. So wait, out. this is, so just to be clear, this is the last of the yeah. six. Right, yeah, this we're is done six. at six. This is it. After this, we're just blabbering on about songs that didn't make the, the cut. Yeah, I think I might go for like a, a bit of a sunnier vibe. Not that that was not sunny, but you guys get my point. So that was Lemon Tree by Mount Joy, which is a uh, an indie band from L.A. Um, just recently discovered the song about, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Heard it. Just a uh, nice sunny song. I love that that vibe switch about a minute 30 in with where the, the drums kick in and, and it takes you into a different place. So 
interested to hear what you guys think. It's not necessarily you know, like something I would have thought I would have picked as part of my 22, but there, there's something about that last five that I just uh, can't stop playing. So what do you guys think? This was cool. Uh, you know, a little psychedelic, right? A little, little psychedelic. Yeah. A little yeah. funnier psychedelic. So, I mean, they're, they're sort of like a neo-psychedelic band. Mount Joy has a song called Astrovan from probably years ago that I, that, that's been on my list for a long time. So nice. um, I'm a fan. There's a YouTube video for Astrovan that's, uh, that is worth watching for just an intro to the band. Nice. So that wraps up the official selections. So uh, Larry, I thought you might go Black Midi when you started talking about bands from this week. Is it, yeah. Or was it this one that you were talking about? It was my um, my metal my metal one, the God of Silent. That was uh, that that I, I literally heard it like today. That was the first time I heard it. So pretty bold to just hear it and go with it. Yeah, well, I I kind of went with it because again I um I I just never heard a song before with the vocals and the but and then when I found out who it was, I'm like ah, I gotta I gotta play this song so. All right, so, uh, so we have some honorable mentions. Yeah, what's your 52 honorable mentions? Do you guys want to go first? Oh, no, I want to hear it from you. I want to hear at least a couple from you. Well, I got a bunch. Uh, some of these I, I could talk more about, but I'll, I'll keep it short, right? So uh, let's see. We recently uh, talked about Queen and David Bowie's collaboration, Under Pressure, and we have a new heavyweight collaboration the yeah, yeah, yeahs with Perfume Genius with mm-hmm. uh, Spitting on the Edge of the World, which I, I think is uh, a great uh, new song. And uh, I think the, the new Jack White album is, is is probably my favorite solo album. It's, it, uh, it's weird as hell and it, and it kicks ass. And I'll go with Fear of the Dawn from that one. Definitely recall Sabbath a little bit there, Children of the Grave. Another song that I thought Keith might pick, another band I thought Keith might pick, a horse girl, anti glory. I know we had talked about this. I know he's yep. a fan. It, it's very ninety sounding. Reminds me of grunge. You know, let's say Hall, but also other bands like Elastica, Stereolab, Shoegazer. Basically, all the right nineties alt rock influences. Her EP stuff from last year is awesome. Like great. The stuff from prior years is better than I think the new. What's on the. Uh, is it an LP now? Like, yeah, it, yeah. An it, it just came out. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I haven't really so heard it. So the yet. stuff that came out before was better than what I've heard so far. And I kind of grouped them together with Wet Leg, right? Because they're both young uh, female yeah. bands that kind of hark back. Horse Girl is more, is more like epic, though. Dream is more, um, they're more sardonic, I guess. They're both uh, they're young bands. Uh, they're both young with, with females who are who are good friends and uh, and kind of bringing the rock back and great stuff. Wet leg, I'll go with Angelica because we picked the uh, the classic Chase Long in our yeah. prior 2021 episode, so we'll we'll go with that one. And then to continue, uh, Animal Collective, Prester John. I, I think Time Skips is their best album in over a decade. And as of right now, I think that's the best song on it. We have Arcade Fire, The Lightning 1 and The Lightning 2. I know Larry probably considered that it 
I think it was, uh, you know, when I, I did Phantom, as well. you did as well. Well, the critic would call a return to form, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly how I phrased it when I sent it out. Yeah. To yep. And that transition well, from a return, one to two, a return right, to, is the best part. A return to an attempt, like, because again, Arcade Fire has been great anyway, right? But this is a return to what they originally were like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was even telling you guys I recently listened to Reflector and I was pleasantly surprised because I had forgotten how good it was because it kind of gets uh, shamed compared to the uh, the prior albums because it's a more dance-oriented direction. It's a little over long, but a lot of good stuff there. So yeah, they, they didn't slide quite as far as, as people said, but this was definitely an attempt to uh, kind of recapture their former glories. And then we have Father John Misty, the next 20th century. So this is uh, an atypical song for him in that it's seven minutes long. It's an artist I like. It's it's kind of apocalyptic and gorgeous. And it also contains the year's most surprising and jarring guitar solo. Another favorite of ours, Kurt Vile, like Exploding Stones. It's just another super chilled out, summery, sung, big, seven-minute guitar-based gem from a, a really a consistently good artist. And... Uh, Let's see. Melody's Echo Chamber. Do you guys know her? No, we said like five, right? Oh, did we? I thought you just wanted me to keep going. All right, I'll, no, 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 I'll, no. That's okay. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I don't want to interrupt your role now. I didn't know we had only five. I thought we were, you, you, you wanted me to go through my list here. So, Why don't you go through your 41 shot? Yeah. I'm going to wrap this up. All right. So Melody's Echo Chamber, personal message. She, she's basically a one-woman band project. Uh, Melody Prochette is her name. This song delivers moody psychedelic pop with Middle Eastern overtones. And, and Larry O appreciate there's a Tim Impala uh, connection with her. Of course, uh, he played uh, on some of her prior albums. I'm not sure if she played on this one. Uh, so a- another song that, Larry, I know you would like, Daisy, a military gun pressure cooker. I had shown I, you this, right? Yes, I have that on my, I have that on my list of, of light songs. Yes, I almost put them. Yeah, so uh, my prior podcast partner, Matt, turned me on to this song, and, and it kind of just reminds me of Prime Stone Roses, right? So we, yep. we know that uh, that's very high praise. Uh, so another one, Wilco, Mini Worlds, one of my all-time favorite bands, and their new album is, is definitely the best one in a while. Great album. And it's kind of like a, an epic guitar song from uh, the great Nels Klein. Another song I hadn't heard before, a band I never heard before, kind of reminds me of Tinder Sticks with that late night vibe. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Madruga, a song called Ecstasy. Really cool stuff, you guys would dig it. Porcupine Tree is back, Heard Culling. Uh, so one of the best uh, prog rock bands out there uh, back after a long hiatus, and that was the first single. And then Black Midi we've talked about, so I'm gonna I'm going to stump for Eat Men Eat, really good tune in, and a band that I've liked for a long time as well, Spiritualize, Always Together With You. So those are, uh, sorry if that's, I that's went over, but on the list too. Those are the ones I had uh, listed here. What about um, you guys? I, I don't know if I have much to add now, but okay. Um, <laughs> I had, I had uh, Drug Church. That's and- why I don't go first. Yeah, exactly. I should have known better. I had uh, Drug Church, another hardcore band with Million Miles. Yuna, which is a band actually that's on Phoebe Bridger's uh, label, uh, Home By Now, another great song. I, I don't have specific songs because I haven't really gotten into the albums yet, but uh, both Angel Olsen and Sharon Van Etten had new albums out with some strong songs. Soccer Mommy had another solid 
album. Shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. 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 So there's, again, there's almost like, we talked about in the beginning, there's almost too much music in 2022 to really be able to get through all of it. So, you know, still, still sort of sorting through some of it. Actually, there's one more I want to mention. I think, Larry, you may know this one. Uh, every year is Zola Jesus. Yes, I have her. It's all called Lost. So I would call it atmospheric, yeah. uh, maybe electropop uh, or dark wave, they call it. Yeah, I would say, I would say cool. electropop or, or, or maybe even um, even a little bit of shoegazy a little bit, too. So. Yeah, good stuff. Oh. Uh, Zola Jesus is her name. The song is Lost. Not literally. He's just stalling. Yeah. No, no, I'm trying to figure out. I, I, I have a song called Lo- Logic Bomb that's uh, on my list. One more. Cue the Graw by Wild Pink. It's very shoegazer. You guys would dig it. Keith, I thought you yeah. might do some spoon or uh, some. Yeah, so I got some spoon. I got Wild PC. Yeah. I, I had them on my list. Spoon, Wild. Fontaine's DC, of course, Jackie Down the Line, which is a great song. It could have easily been one of the songs that we that we picked because it's a great song. It feels almost old by now because it was like one of the early songs of the uh, of the year. I will say that the Violet Cold has a new song, a new album, a new EP. I think it's a new EP. So Violet Cold is one of the uh, you know the What's the genre? What do we call that genre? Uh, fucked up awesomeness. Um, but they have a song called Shoegaze Rave. Like Violet Cold Shoegaze Rave. It's that good. <laughs> so listen listen to that. Um, there's a song called The Howling, which is a metal, like um, death metal, sort of death metal. Um, by a band called what's that? It's a good werewolf movie too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good werewolf movie too. It's, the band is called uh, White Waitan. W a t a i n. They've been around for a long time. Um, they've they've. If you listen to them, it's a very familiar death metal bet sound, um, but it's like a new song that's awesome. I think that's pretty much all I got. Frosting by High School is a good tune. Uh, we have Band of Horses, you know, new song that that and new album that's good. There's just a lot of good stuff that's out there now that um, is from artists that are going to be familiar and of Montreal. Just listen, just start listening to stuff because it's. It's a crazy time that we haven't seen before. Let's hope the second half of the year is as good as the first half. I, I mean, I, I don't know how it can be, but let's hope. This is this is shaping up to be a really phenomenal year. It already is a phenomenal year. Yep. All right, so I guess it's out to a song time, huh? What do you got? <laughs>
So that's my outro song, which is Heavy Heart by Barty uh, Strange off his second album, um, Farm to Table. I, I thought his first album, I think it was 2020 or 2021, uh, Live Forever was awesome. But to me, this is even better. He's, he's, he's a very eclectic artist. He's uh, a talented, talented guy for sure. Talented guy for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's no denying. Like, yeah. yeah. So... Good, good listen. I think it will definitely be on my, uh, my my top albums of the year when we finish up. But who knows? A lot of heavy competition. Yeah, six months and six months to go. So. Yep, exactly. All, All right, right so boys. I hope uh, you enjoyed us uh, talking about our favorite tunes of the year so far. Again, there will be a follow up episode later on uh, at the end of the year. And the next time out, we'll continue our greatest song of the '80s tournament. Uh, so good night, all. Night, everyone. Astor.